So welcome to episode five. No, no, no! This is not a podcast. This is my inner voice. So let's be comfortable being uncomfortable. Stay for the next episode of. It's not you. It's my inner voice. So welcome, welcome, everyone. How are you? So I'm here today with a guest, and we're coming back to more content. And the quote that we're having today is: "Create the days you need to feed the fires that keep your dreams alight." I'm gonna put it in the camera just for you guys to know. Create the days you need to feed the fires that keep your dreams alight. And I have a guest today. Her name is Corinne. She's a great woman who have been working with me in a huge project, and I wanted to invite her today, um, specifically with this kind of quote, because I believe she has a lot of the tools that a lot of business owners like me or women like me need. So I will invite over. Her name is Karin Carreta. Welcome, welcome, Karin. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Good, good. Thank you. So, welcome to my podcast. I'm sorry, alarm over there. To um, welcome to a safe space where we're school, authenticity and vulnerability. It's embraced all the time. Here, it's a safe space for you to talk. We're real. Um, it's just to welcome you to my life and my loves. That's the base slogan that I have. And where we are is embraced because why not? It is. That's what part of life, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Corinne, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I am first and foremost a wife and a mom. I've got five kiddos, um, and we have a blended family of uh, biological kids, adopted kids, special needs kids, gifted kids, all the kids. Wow. Um, and one thing that we love is that we have been able to build a life. We've been able to create the, the days um, that allow us to be present with them. So we get to be here and work from home and, um, you know, just be there when it matters most. I love it. So tell me a little bit about how you do it. Because <laughs> I think that's the most I think that's the question that most moms or dads, you know, for those parents that we have out there, will ask you. Because five kids, it's it's something that's for sure. Blessing, <laughs> um, but it's a lot. <laughs> yes, this is true. I will say, you know, it's there is no perfect way, and there are some days where you know we rock it, and there are some days where we want to hide under a rock. Um, but I think that the biggest thing for us is, is one, our faith. It just empowers us to know that we don't have to have it all figured out. Right. Um, and we can kind of just lean on that. Um, and then I think what I've learned through the years and, and, you know, mind you, our oldest is 18, about to be 19. And I'm just really starting to figure this out. So this is by no means. Something transition. Wow. Yes. Um, is communication. You know, not only communicating with them, not only 
um, being able to say when we mess up or, you know, whatever. But communication also involves bringing your kids into whatever it is that you're doing. So maybe there are going to be busy seasons in your business and in your career. But when we sit down and we have conversations about it, say, okay, we're going into a busy season. But at the end of the busy season, this is how we're going to celebrate and bring them into that. Um, I remember one time... We, I knew we were going into a really busy season, but I also knew that at the end of that season, there was going to be some reward. And so I, you know, had a conversation with the kids like, Hey, okay, when the season is through, when we reach this goal, this is my three teenagers. You're all going to get AirPods. Oh, wow. <laughs> all I needed to hear. And all of a sudden, you know, even when I had a lot of calls or whatever it was, don't worry about mom. I'll be fine. I'm going to get my AirPods. Like it's just, you know, just that communication and bringing them in on it. Advice, I think, the, you know, a long-term and a short-term kind of goal that yeah. they will set up. Wow. That's a good tool, actually. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> some call it bribery. I call it strategy. But you know what? <laughs> Whatever works for you. I have learned, and, and I have a kid with disabilities, and two of them are gifted, and I have learned that whatever therapy we do, and all the psychologists that we've been to, at the end of the day, and therapists tell me, you know what, mom, whatever works for you. And I'm like, you know what? Yes. Because I entangle myself so much into, hey, we shouldn't be doing this, and because it will, I forget it. At the end of the day, as entrepreneurs and as moms, let me tell you, it's so hard. So hard days, forget it, just go play. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, watch TV, yes. And the other days, okay, let's go back into the routine and then the guidelines that we have, basically. Right, right. Yeah. And, and leave comparison behind because comparison is the thief of all joy. Um, nothing good ever comes. And so that you do so what you got to do to make it through your day. Yes. And comparison, is, it's a huge thing, I think. That most humans are, it's so difficult to leave it behind. Even if we talk about it, even if we feel that, hey, I don't live by whatever people say or the comparison, I think back in our minds, we're still instructed into this comparison with our brothers, sisters, or family members, or even friends. Um, we go through the same things. We think we go through the same things, but each person have their own journey. Right. And you don't know, you know, when we're comparing, when we're comparing, more often than not, we're doing it on the surface level, right? So we're comparing based upon the highlight reels. Yes. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes. That is you know, yes. I've had people say, oh, I wish I had your brain. I said, well, what <laughs> you don't know about my brain is that it stays busy because if it doesn't stay busy, then I'll cripple in anxiety, you know? So what you see is the highlight is actually the coping mechanism. That is huge. And I saw in your, in your social media, and I, I love the content when you put it because I, you know, I go through the same thing. People tell me you do so many things, but what you say is true. It's a coping mechanism. When we go through anxiety or when we go through depression, um, if we don't stay busy, we go back into the bad patterns or, or, or the bad thoughts, right? But what people do not understand is that we try to stay busy to not deal with whatever we need to deal on inside. Right. Yeah. Interesting thing I learned, you know, think about when you go to go do public speaking and in front of a big audience and you feel all nervous, right? And all, all of that, the same energy, the same emotion, the same chemicals for nervousness are actually used for excitement. Yes. 
And it's a matter of what you do with them. So you, when you walk out on that stage, instead of being like, I'm so nervous, you, you're, listen, the, you're the boss of your brain. Tell your brain that you're excited. This is so exciting. And it's, you know, it's, it's coping mechanism, but also we get to, we get to tell our brain who's boss. That is true. There is research that actually says whatever you think you're doing, either that is happiness or sadness, your brain actually doesn't even know the difference between negative thoughts and positive thoughts in the sense of it's the same thing. It's like the same mechanism. So that's why you say you can trick your brain. And that's why in psychology, there's a lot of tricks to just, you know, uh, confuse you. But in reality, it is because our brain, and we can manage those emotions. And instead of having the negative, because that feeds more into the negative and negative, uh, when we do the positive, our brain just cannot tell the difference between the negative and the positive. So when you're nervous, but you say, no, I'm good. I'm, so you're, you're just feeding into Yes, very just function. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and again, like taking the control. Another really cool scientific thing is that our brain is not capable of being critical and creative at the same time. So even though it's a lot of like the same chemicals and the same synapses and all those kinds of things, again, we get to direct the path. And so that's where, you know, like an attitude of gratitude is also a big, big thing. When you're feeling yourself going to the negative spot, okay. use your steering wheel and let's start listing off things that you're grateful for because your brain literally cannot do the same thing at the or get the same thing at the same time. Wow, I didn't know that. So that's why it's so important to be grateful every day. Uh, you know that I started like three, four years ago, and it was just it wasn't a me. You know, it wasn't a habit, but it took me kind of long into like integrated in myself and now every day I wake up in the middle of the day at night like literally I go through a list of why am I grateful even if I have pain through the day because I go through pain moments and you know basically um and I, even for that I said you know what thank you and, and for me a saying this is the belief of God or, or the belief and I said thank you God because today at least I was able to wake up thank yes. you because at least I was able to lay down on the sofa and even thought that I had pain Thank you, because I was able to do that. And even though at the moment, it's it's not okay. To, it's, it's kind of sad to say I'm grateful for that. But after going through so much, you know what? It has helped me to get through dark moments. Because you just start going to the spiraling, getting down, rather than waking up and saying, you know what? I need to be grateful for whatever that I go through, even if it's a dark time. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because the reality is, is that, you know, I, I actually had a conversation with somebody about this today and they say, I don't understand because, you know, they say that, you know, God gives his, the biggest battles to the strongest people. I said, no, I said, I don't think that's really factual. I think that we are never given something that he is not capable of fixing. <laughs> it's not meant to be in our power, right? It's meant to be what can you use? What can that empower you to do next? For instance, you know, I um, have multiple hats that I wear as an entrepreneur. And one of those hats is a transformation coach. And after years of anxiety and depression and just honestly healing from childhood trauma and, and all of that, I found myself at 300 pounds. And I could have stayed there. Yeah. Or I, I kept believing that there could be something more, there could be something more. And then I've lost about 110 pounds now at this point. 
still have a little bit to go. Thank you. Um, but the key here is, is that now I said, okay, what was once meant for bad can now be used for good. It doesn't mean that the bad didn't happen. It doesn't mean we ignore the bad or pretend like the bad is good. But what was once meant for bad can now be used for good to help other people. And so yeah. now I coach other people through their own health journeys, their mindsets, all of those kinds of things, habits. Um, and I never really could have probably done that if I hadn't found myself in that tough spot. That is so true. And, and sometimes we think that, okay, why is this happening to me? And when it comes to the belief or the faith, we always get back into why, why. When you really switch that for what, it's so different. And, and what you say is true. Whatever you needed to go through now, you are able to have more tools for people like us to really empower us and say, you know what, I've been there, done that, I made the same mistake. And you are able to filter out all people and you're helping them before right. something else happens, right? Yes, that was a huge switch that I flipped eventually through the journey was um, not why is this happening to me, but how is this happening for me? Wow. And just that little, just flipping that little switch was what I needed to be like, okay, in every situation, let me look at this. What can I learn from this? You know, how can I grow? All of those kinds of things. Wow. And let me ask you something. Too personal, maybe, and I'm sorry if I go too. You're good. What was the situation that made you switch that? Because you can go through it like every time, and I see that people go through cycles, and I have done that. Um, what made you realize, like, okay, that's it. I need to learn the how or right. the for what. I was just done with being a victim. You know, I was. Did I? Was I victimized? Yes, but victim is not my identity. And I stopped. I decided I'm done. I'm not going to let the things that happened to me define me. And I'm not going to be a victim. And what do I need? What steps do I need to take to no longer live in victimhood? I want to be a victor, you know, and part of that involves me. And, and still, I'm still unpacking it. I'm still unpacking um you know, what are the things that I need to heal from to truly be the person that I was designed to be? Because you talked about waking up each day, right? Yes. Again, because I am a person of faith, I believe that our days are already written, like it's already decided, right? So if yeah. I woke up, that means I'm supposed to do something today. Yes. And if I'm living in victimhood, I can do something. I'm not living up to my potential. And so I'm slowly unpacking and oh my, it's been a hard, hard journey. And it takes, it's like peeling back the onion layer, right? Well, what happens when we cut into an onion? Oh yeah, Terry. <laughs> I cry all the time, but no, that's true. They say that the ones that go through this are warriors into the sense that we're only capable to really push it through. Because we can live by, you know what? That A lot of people live by that is too much, that is, you know, they use the words, and it's okay, they're just blindfolded, and, you know, I respect that, but I'm the kind of person that, no, you know, we don't have to live through this, and some people don't live through the trauma that maybe you and I live when we're little, or, you know, or, or through relationships that we had, maybe they didn't have to come to this life to that, you know, they have another journey and another mission, so when your friend asks you, Regarding, you know, that when God gives us like something heavy, I think each of us has a, has a, have a different journey. And the fact that 
you think you have or I think you have an easier life. I don't know what's happening out there. I don't know what really deep inside they're hiding and then they're gonna go through moments that they're gonna feel that onion and when they start feeling that onion, I hope I can be there for them and you as well. But going through that journey, it's tough. It is. It is really tough. So what tools will you give us? Because you're going through that. What has helped you to go through to create those days, you know, going back into the into the topic, like create the days you need to feed the fires. Right. What have you done to, to create those days? So this is where I get my technical brain on, okay, my strategy brain. And um, and again, this is through other resources. Like I didn't know all of this on my own, but this is what I figured out and this is what I coach people through too. We're going to actually start from the future. We're going to lead from the future. So what I did is I, I wrote out what I wanted my life to look like. I, I, my desired reality. What is my desired reality? And then, even though it's a hard pill to swallow, I said, what is my current reality? Right? And then I had to look and see, what habits am I engaging in? Because it's a transformational coach. Really, honestly, it's all about habits. Yes. Um, what habits am I engaging in that are keeping me from getting from point A to point B? And then once I had it all laid out there, I knew what I had to do. Breaking down everything. <laughs> yeah. I just took it piece by piece. I said, okay, what can I do? Let me pick two things. I actually did this with somebody last night. I had her list all the things that were just stressing her out to the max. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, what are the things that, that, we, that you absolutely have no control over mm-hmm. that are stressing you out right now? And we put an X through all the things that she can't control. There's nothing she can do about those things. And then what are the things that you can? And we picked two things that she could, she could manage. And we set micro goals. I'm a very big fan of small wins. And as you're building habits, yeah, you can, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out and I'm going to drink all the water and I'm going to, a week later you crash and burn because it was too much. Right. So micro goals. So it starts by reverse engineering. Where do you want to go? Where are you currently? What needs to happen to get from point A to point B? And now let's break it down into micro goals week by week. And then each week we just stack stack on each other and then before you know it you turn around and you're like wow i have done it i, did it. I see the trade that's good i wow. think it has a compound effect over yeah. time well it is true and then you're able to really know hey i i was there now i'm able to really you know measure myself and wow that's a very good concept to really work through things the other thing too is the reason why i think a lot of us we hit that wall when we try to go in all in and, you know, go crazy with it is because inevitably we're going to start not doing all those things, right? When we don't do all those things, we're breaking agreement with ourselves. We're letting ourselves down. And it's very hard to build that confidence when you can't even depend upon you. I mean, you're really the only person you can control. So if you can't even depend upon yourself, then (laughs) yeah, a lot of self-discovery there, right? A yeah. lot of self-empowerment as well because sometimes it's easier as humans to, you know what, put it in the bucket for everyone, you know, blaming here, blaming there, the victim, and, and you know, everything is the worst. We can blame all the things we want, but at the end of the day is what we can control and what we cannot just, you know, let it be. Right. 
Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Those are really good tips. And definitely. So I love it that he has been working for you. Um, last but not least, it's just like a quick podcast. And then later on, I would love to have you for a second, second stage of this. Yay. Um, will you tell us anything, any message that you want to leave out there for us? My biggest message is, you know, we have this idea in our brain of perfection. Practice makes perfect. You know, comparison comes from wanting to be perfect. I spent so many years trying to be something that I'm not capable of being because there is no single person that can be perfect. It's impossible. Um, and so what I, well, the biggest message I think that I, I would encourage people to start embracing is practice doesn't make perfect, but practice does make permanent. And if we want to build a strong foundation, we want to rebuild a life that, that is going to help us to keep that, that light bright um, and create the days that we want, it's just going to take practice and, and enjoy the journey because the time is going to pass no matter what. That's true. Whether we enjoy it or whether we decide to look at all the things we did wrong, the day is still going to end. The, 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 the sun's going to go down and it's going to come back up and it's going to keep doing that. Yes. But if we just enjoy the journey and find the joy in the journey and stop trying to be perfect because it's just not possible. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like a lot of those things, I think society, social media, and everything that we see out there is this perfection. I love it. It's not possible. So stop trying. It's just not possible. <laughs> yes. That will make a huge difference. That is for sure. So we'll give the three pills. Um, usually I give three pills, three takeaways, right? So from our conversation, definitely what I got from you is definitely self-love. Love yourself so much that you're able to work through and do the, what you just explained to us, which is big, you know, look at the future and then just tackle down all the things that you need to do. What can you change? And what you can no longer change. And I think you will see a lot of that. And the self-love will, you know, increase day by day. Yes. There's a says in the saying is love your neighbor as yourself. You gotta love yourself first. Yes. That is big. And the second pill takeaway will be definitely the stop comparing, right? Mm -hmm. Stop comparing yourself with your neighbor, with your family members, even with, you know, what we see out there. It's, it's not worth the time. doesn't bring any joy. Right. And the third um, takeaway that I see is enjoy the journey. This is so huge. Yeah. yeah. Find the joy in the journey. Stop comparing your bloopers to somebody else's highlights reel. <laughs> yes. That is so huge. Yes. And even ourselves. Sometimes we joke ourselves into putting this image when in reality we're sabotaging ourselves. Right? Yeah. You know what? It is okay not to be okay. Right. Um, and it's okay that it takes time to be okay. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Karina. I love having you. You know, we will tune in for a definitely a second episode so we can have and bring more of the good tools that you brought us today. Yes. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. So thank you, everyone. You can connect in Spotify and all the channels, and I will leave you with the end. Thank you. This is not a podcast. This is my, my, my voice. voice.